0: I just needed to hear this for me. So I'm just going to pray one, one more time, and, um, and then we're, we're going to start today. Dear God, we thank you so much for today, the chance to be in your house, to read your word, to sing praise songs to you, to talk about how great a God you are and who you call us, uh, who have you called us through your Son to be. And Lord, we thank you for the gift of your Son. Without him, we are so lost. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, there's many in this room that have heard me speak before. I've been on staff here for about six and a half years, for quite a while now. Some are, are new. You may not have heard me speak before, uh, and so uh, let, me, let me let you know that I stutter. So if I get stuck on some words, I'm not speaking in tongues, okay? I, I just sort of like to em- emphasize words just because God evidently wants me to emphasize them. So, so hang with me there, uh, and we'll see how all this goes. When I was in the second grade, I remember being in the second grade, and I was, I was a kid that wanted to please all parents and adults and those that taught me. And so I got there to school, and um, it was time for P.E., and I noticed I did not bring my gym bag. And I'd heard the the warning the week Before, If you don't bring your gym bag next week, you will get detention. And I went, I'd never had anything like that. No way. There's no way. How could I get out of this? So I got an idea. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write a note from my mom (laughs) and sign it. And I'll turn this in saying, Daniel cannot do PE today because he wasn't feeling very well last night. Okay, there's lies all over this thing. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I was feeling (laughs) fine. Is not feeling well. I'm in the second grade, seven. So if you think, oh, my cute little kids and angel? They're not. <laughs> and I signed it, Lou. I didn't do mom. I'm smarter, Lou Walsh. Okay, and it looked. I, I remember. I remember. This is looking at this thing, going, oh, this is good. <laughs> this is good. And I, I, uh, I folded it up, and I walked up, and I gave it to the, 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 the teacher teacher they 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 took it and they looked and I, I don't remember the smirk but i'm sure there was one there when they read it and they looked at me and said okay thank you very much and i didn't i was like yes yes and um... <clears throat> that afternoon my mom came to pick me up and the teacher had already given her a call and so that that i didn't know this so they came out and met me and they said we've got a problem at this point i'm thinking they, they still don't know i am good and um, she says, your son did this. And she goes, can I see the note? <laughs> and uh, she said, yeah. And now, I know, now some of y'all, y'all don't use this word in, in, in your home. So I understand that. It's not a bad word. And don't freak out. But my mom looks at the note and she said, son, are you, you stupid? <laughs> Thinking, you thought they, this would work? And I was like, yeah, I thought it would work. <laughs> and it didn't work. And, you know, what I hate about the, that story is I would, you know, I've got... Um, a, a J, 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 JPEG file of that, of that, which I would love for you to see because you'd look at it and it's just like half print, half... You've seen this second grader, right? Dear Lord, no chance. I had no idea that that wasn't going to work. I thought I, I could fake it. I thought I could forge it all and it would work and it failed. And my dad let me know a little bit more about that later that night. <laughs> Never tried to forge that stuff again. <clears throat> when I say the word... Counterfeit: what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Counterfeit. Mo- mo- money. Is that sort of sort of the thing that, that comes to mind? Do you know the criteria for, for being able to distinguish between a legitimate piece of currency? This is real I'll let you know this is real. Don't try to come up here and steal it a dollar bill. OK? And a, fa- a fake one. You, you know what it is? Take a look at at the screen. Look at this first first photo right here. Can you tell the difference between this counterfeit and the real one? Yeah, I hope so. If not, you, you okay? The bottom one's the counterfeit one. That's pretty clear. Okay, take a look at this this next one. Ooh, that gets a little bit tougher. Someone had a, a little bit more m- m- more skill. With this one, you can take it. This is probably the, this is one I would have tried to do in the second grade. The, the next one here, see if you can tell. I doubt you can. Oh, okay, <laughs> one thousand dollars bill, not a dollar bill, do, dollars bill. Okay, so, so <clears throat> can I tell you this? If you look, if, you, if we go back to the, and we have to go back to it, but think of the last one. Thieves have become incredibly good at making counterfeit money, amazingly good. So the question is, well, how can we tell? The difference. Do you know that there are pe- people whose, whose jobs, their job is to know if it's counterfeit or not. Their job is to learn money so well that they can tell you if this is counterfeit or not. And they don't go around, and some of you have heard this before, they don't go around and study all the counterfeit money and go, okay, that's okay, okay. this is what we can see. What they do is they take the real thing and they study it over and over and over and over again they look at it they might smell it they feel it i don't know if they taste it that would be gross i mean you know but i don't know what they do but they study this this real thing over and over and over so that when they see what's fake it's clear as day it jumps out at them now there's a lot of ways we can go with this right now when it pertains to god's word are you with me so you're teaching yourself right now. I'm not even going to go there right now at this point. Now, now here are eight things, just to let you know, that they look for when they look at real money. Here's eight things. One of it is the portrait. Go ahead and p- put the slide up, Pat. The portrait should be, should be um, clear, clear and pop and not look flat. Okay, If you can see between the real and the fake, it, it, it sort of pops out. It should be very crisp and clear. All these things on the real bill will be crisp, and clear the next thing is the the federal reserve and treasury seal which is the green little round green thing you've got on all of your your money it, that will be real it'll be very distinctive sharp it won't be bl- blurred lines at all but it it will as well pop out the outside lines around your money will 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 be solid you can go to the the next screen i think um, now this is a blurred up JPEG, so that was an awful one for me to show y'all. You're like, yeah, they both look fake to me. Yep. So, but it's more clear, the one on the left than it is on the right, but it's clear, doesn't have flaws on it. The serial numbers are the exact same co- color green as the seal. Okay, the green seal, it's the exact same color. That's not a good one either. we gonna have to wipe these things away for the next service. I'll m- make a note of that. That's why we only had 16 hours, folks. <clears throat> um, the paper money, real bills, will have a red and blue fi- fiber in them, okay? So, so they can see a, a re- you know, they're also made of starch. And, you know, that's why they take the, that pen and they draw on your money and you're going, oh, please don't be fake, please don't be fake, please. You ever have that, that feeling? And if it's, it's, it's ye- yellow, it's real. If it's brown, it's fake. So you're like going, oh, yellow, please, yellow, okay? The feel of it. Real money is is raised feeling. It's not flat like a sheet of paper. It's not smooth. There, there's a there's a texture to it. And there's on on the newer bills there's a a a water a watermark. Um, and if you see it right there, where you can see it's the same as the portrait that's on the picture. When you hold it up to the light, you can see that in the There's things all over on real money that we can take and. And look at So the question is this morning is, what does that have to do with us? Let's read that passage of Scripture again that Chris read. I'm just going to ask you to follow along with me. Ephesians chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. It says, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Now Paul is, 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 is writing this book in this let, a letter to the Ephesians, who are a group of Gentile believers. Okay, Gentile means they're non Jewish. You, you and I, most of us in this room, I would guess, are, are Gentile believers in Jesus. That's what they are. So he's, he's writing to them. And throughout the, this book, throughout the text, he said this throughout. And I encourage you, take some time to read this book because this is what he says to us, to you and to me, and to them at this time. He says, Hey, walk this way. Don't walk this way. Walk this way in a manner worthy of your calling. Hey, don't walk in darkness and be like the ones that don't know God. Hey, hey, this is the way you should walk. Hey, this is the way you should not walk. It is a theme that you see those verses throughout chapters one, two, three, four, right up to here where we get to 5. So he's saying, hey, this is the way you're supposed to live your life. As a believer in Jesus Christ, this is the way you're supposed to be. And right before... Because we start in verse 1 of chapter 5, it says this. It says, therefore. What's the therefore? He's talking about how he's just said, hey, don't walk in darkness, but walk in the new life God has given you. So he just said throughout that, walk in this new life. And that's what the therefore is. So because you're walking in this new life, he says this, be imitators of God. Hey, you you know how God is? Imitate him. That's a big task, Right? But that's what we're supposed to strive for. That's what we're supposed to fight for. And then he says three things. He says, because he uses the word love three times. He says it's beloved children. That's a, a form of, of being loved. As, as one's loved by God. Okay, that's why, how we're supposed to be imitators of God. And he says in verse 2, and walk in love. As Christ loved us. Love, love, love love. God's given us this amazing thing that we call love. So I just want to take a, a minute, just a few minutes right now to look, what does the Bible say about this love God talks about? What's God's love like? Now this doesn't encompass everything. There, there's, we don't have enough days for me to talk, talk through what, what God's word says. This is just a couple things i I, I Jumped out. Uh, you don't have to. I don't think we have the words on the screen, uh, but let me tell you where they're found. You can turn there if you want to. You may have time to get there. You may not. That's okay. For the first one's in First 1 Corinthians chapter thirteen. I'm, I'm not sure if you've ever heard this before, but if you've ever been to a wedding, you've probably heard this b- before. It's the one that's most used at weddings. This is what it says about love. It says love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not reject in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Man, that's a great view of what love is, isn't it? Now, let's break down real quick. So it says love is patient and kind. Being patient and kind, you understand this? That means it's not about you. For me to be patient for me to be kind. It's not, I can't be patient and kind to myself. I've got to be patient and kind to those around me. My life is going to reflect that. I'm, I'm going to not envy or boast. It's not about me. I'm not going to boast. I'm not going to want. It's not a, a, arrogant or, or rude. It, it's, it's not about me. It does not insist on its own way. It's not about me. It's not irritable or resentful. It's not about me. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. It's all about God. It's about what is right. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Can I, can I tell you this first point about love, this love that God gives? It's, it, 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 it's not about you. It's not about you. If you think love, this, I, want, I want love in my life, well, quit making it all about you because it's about God's, it's about honoring God and blessing God others. That, that, that's what godly love is about, honoring God, blessing others. It's not about you. This is what else it says about love in Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 and 44. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your in- enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Man, wait, 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 what? Your enemies love your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you. Point one, it's not about you. Point two, this godly love that we're supposed to have and strive for, it isn't withheld because of being wronged. It's freely given to all. It's freely given to all. One of the hardest things we can ever do is take this 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 love God calls us to have as believers in Him that God gives to us, and we share it with those no matter what they have done to us freely given to all isn't that a picture of what the gospel is for us by choice we we were enemies of God in rebellion against him enemies of his and in spite of our disobedience he sends Jesus Christ to give you know why is Jesus the hardest word for me to say dude that's not right In spite of our disobedience, he sends Jesus to give life and forgiveness to those who trust in him. Man, he's showing us how to do this. He's showing this in the scriptures, how to do this, how to be gracious. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, it says this, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another another. This love, it's a picture of God's relationship with us, and we're commanded to share it with others. It's not a suggestion. It's not a, a, "Mm, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing to do. No, it says a new commandment I give to you. It's a commandment. Romans 8, 38, and 39, one of my favorite scripture just for me and just in my walk is this for I'm sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor, nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing in this world can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Do you know what that tells me about love? That God's love is unstoppable and it's relentless. God's love is unstoppable and it's relentless. Our love is to be selfless. Our love, love is to be freely g- given. Our love is to be a picture of God's love for us and shared with those. And it's, it's to be unstoppable. No matter what you do, I'm going to love you. That's just a little taste of what God's love is. Are you with me? Did, did, did you get a taste? And can I tell you, our lives, and this this, this says the marriage role and relationship. uh, Sorry, I didn't take Mike's notes. I'm not taking Mike's notes. I know Mike's going to have more on this marriage roles and relationships. But this fits in with that in a huge way because in our our relationships, we're called to have this love in our relationships that's selfless, that's unstoppable, that's freely given, even on the hard, hard days. You know, I know there are days in my marriage when I am hard to love, but my wife, somehow she finds a way. Praise God. In Ephesians 5, it says this, For husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. The greatest challenge, I believe, in the word of God. Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church. We're called to have this love. We're called to fight for this love. We're called to, to sacrifice for this love. You see, while we have this real love from God, just like experts on counterfeit and money, if we want to be experts on this, we've got to study this love. We've got to pr- pr- practice this love. We've got to use this love. We've got to give this love so that we can clearly know this love. Look here in verse three, uh, if Ephesians 5, going on with the passage that we're in, in verse 3, it says this. Well, let me say, he, he strongly a. Ad- ad- addresses in our worlds, in our current world, this counterfeit love that's all around us. See, we say we love a lot of things. Man, can I tell you what? I love the loop. Woo! You want to be my friend, take me out the loop. We'll be friends for life. Okay, I love loop and cheddar. I love the onion rings. I love the little ice thing. I, just, I, I love the loop. We, we love a lot of things, don't we? Someone's going, man. I love my dogs, but they didn't show up yesterday. I mean, you know what I'm saying. We we, we love our, our team. We we, we we use this term "love" real, really loosely, um, just in a way that, 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 that that's not right. Because um, do we really love that stuff? No. I don't love the loop. I like it awful lot, but I don't love love loop. Um But there's a lot of things that sort of get in the way that that are counterfeit, and Paul addresses this counterfeit form of love, which is in this world all around us all the time. And, and I know students of today, and even some adults, they believe this, this is what love is, but, but it's such a false picture of what love is. Um, it doesn't satisfy, it doesn't fill, it, it hurts, it breaks down. In Ephesians 5 verses 3 and 4, it says this, but sexual immorality and all impurity and covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. The word there in verse three for sexual immorality, the Greek word. Oh, look, the administrative youth guy is going to use the Greek word here. That's scary. Um, it, it's a Greek word. that It's pornia. Okay, pornia. You, you, you'll have no idea what word we get from that. I, I know. And, and it, it means any, anything sexual outside of marriage. Okay, that's what, when he says sexual immorality, it's anything sexual outside of marriage. And then it says the word impurity. Now, this word impurity is used 10 times in the New Te- Testament. Nine times it refers to sexual sin. One time it's also used for, which it also means a foul, decaying corpse. The word for impurity is used to describe a foul, decaying corpse. Is that not, not the perfect word for what sexual, sexual immorality is and is doing in the culture that we live in in this day? We, we have friends, family, homes, everything close to us that are wracked by this disgusting, foul, decaying corpse. And it disguises this thing that the world calls Love. And it's not. It's counterfeit, it's fake, and we've got to run. What what else does the you know, I believe that the word of God supports the word of God. I, I believe when when you look at the word of God, you, you, you can look at the the rest of it and find support for what it's saying all over it. This is what else it says about sexual immorality. It says this in first Corinthians six eighteen it says, flee from sexual immorality. Flee. Now, I don't know what that means to you. It's not talking about the little bug. It's talking about what you do when you are trying to get away from a big bear. You flee. If you're going to run from a bear, you better run more from this, because this will hurt you worse than a bear. Flee from sexual... Immorality. Matthew five thirty-eight. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a, a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Man, the bar is raised. Hey, it's not just what you do. It's just what you think about and what you may dream about. Look out. It's a foul, decaying corpse. Um. It says not even a hint, not even a, a smidgen, not even a dot of sexual immorality or impurity should be among you. That's what it says there in in verse 3. Not, not even... You know, Let me... Sh- sh- this. Over the years, I've seen st- statements on so- social me- media by students and adults alike. Not a lot, but this will come up, and this is what it says. Um, and some of you may ag- agree with this statement. And I'm just going to talk a little bit about Just walk with me here, because I believe the, the Word of God is important that we, we understand it. They say this, I'm going to dress how- however I want, because guys need to learn self-control and it's not my problem. Okay. Now, this is a statement that I've seen through the years. And I see it more now than I've ever seen it before. And I believe there's truth in the statement. I believe guys need to learn self-control. There's no doubt. The Word of God is all about that. We, we need to be men. You need to be about self-control. But can I say this? If you are a woman and a believer in Jesus Christ in this room and you believe in the Word of God, then you understand that you are a daughter of the King and, and, and that would make every man in this room that's a believer in, G- in, in, in Jesus, a son of the King, and that would make you brothers and sisters in Christ. The Word of God talks about that clear as day. And brothers and sisters in Christ ought to look out for each other. Do you hear what I'm saying? it's just a truth that we go oh well you know it doesn't really. no what if you what you do affects those uh, around you, you we need to think about it how you, uh, women need to protect their their br- brothers and men need to protect their sis- sis- sisters it, it, it's a, it's a teamwork thing first timothy 2 8 and 9 says this i desire that in every place that the men should pray lifting holy hands without anger or quar- quarreling, man. That's that's what we want to have here. We want this, this to be a place that's like this. And it says, likewise, also that women should adorn themselves in respectful apparel, with modesty and self-control. It's a te- It's this is all a teamwork deal. We work together on this church. Pro Proverbs seven, uh, and I, I wish we had it on the screen. I don't, I don't think we're going to have it on, on, on the screen. If you'd like to turn there, uh, Proverbs seven verses. Six through ten, and, and then tw- twenty-one through twenty-seven address this thing of sexual immorality in a big way. To me, it says this: the author is is, is watching the scene going on from from a pie. It says, "It says, As at, at the at the window of my house, I looked down through the la- lattice. I saw among the sim- simple, I I I noticed among the young men a youth who had no sense." And we've all been there, for right? The youth going, I've got sense, Nathan. He, I can say that because I work with you. It's okay. It's okay. I've got a license. <clears throat> Verse eight. He was going down the street near her her corner, walking along in the direction of her house at twilight, as the day was fading, as the dark of night set in. Then came, then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute, and with crafty intent. Okay. The word of God right there saying there's a problem with, with the way that she's dressed. Do you understand that? Verse 21, she took hold of him and kissed him. And with a br- brazen face, she said, with persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. All at once, he followed her like an ox going to sla- slaughter, like a deer stepping into a noose, till an arrow pierces his liver, like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. S- so true. So true. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Pay attention to what I say. Do not let your hearts turn to her ways or stray into her paths. Many, many are the victims she has brought down. Her, her, mighty or a, her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is a highway to the grave, leading down to the chambers of death. Man. Look out for this counterfeit love from the world, disguised in what this is, sexual immorality. A foul, decaying corpse. David Platt in, in a secret, secret Church, this thing he'll teach on one or two times a year, uh, this past spring, this is what he said when he was talking about Ephesians 5.3, the verses that we're on right now, this is, it, it, it is, is what, I said, what he said, and I quote, when we go to a friend's house and sit there and watch them be intimate together, no way. But we go in droves and sit in our chairs with our popcorn and Coke and stare through a big three-story window, also known as a movie screen, and watch sexually immoral acts all the time, and we don't even blink or blush. Why? Because it has been disguised in the form of entertainment, but we need to call it as it is, sexual immorality. And God says we must get away or flee, that not a hint should be among us, close quote. We have got to understand... How important this is. And you know, he. Um, as we read on in verse 5, Paul writes and he gives us a, a, a warning. And it's not a warning where the railroad arm is coming down for the Uly train. It's going to take 47 minutes for the train to go 0.2 miles an hour across and then back up and then go back again, right? It's not that ding, 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 you know, It's not this type of warning that he gives us. It's a warning where you're sound asleep. It's 2 a.m., and all of a sudden you wake up, and there's a glow, an orange glow coming from the the win- window at your house. And you look out, and your house is not on fire, but your next-door neighbor's house is on fire. And you're not just going to go, huh, I wonder if I should tell him." No, and you're not going to like get up and like get get dressed and slowly whatever put on shoes and socks put put on go to the door and not 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 knock, not knock, knock, knock. hello I don't want to disturb them I don't want to be re- what are you, you're going to be like hey hey wake up wake up you're going to be yelling pounding doing whatever you can do to get them out of that house on fire because you know if you don't get them out they're not going going to to make it you 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 are desperate to get to them. And this is what Paul writes here in verse 5. He's just talked about a little bit about love, the love we're supposed to have. and he, he warns us about this foul, decaying course, which is sexual immorality. And this is what he says, For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is co- co- covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Do not miss the warning right here because it is loud and clear. Now, this isn't for the one that is going, man. I've, I've like, 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 like struggled with stuff. This is for the sexually immoral who is characterized and defined by this. Who this is who they are, and they don't care what you think about it. This is who they're going to be. They've embraced it, and they are characterized by it. And it says they have no place in the kingdom of God. This is big. This is serious. Be careful. Be careful with this. Real love, God, God's love is pure. It's selfless. It's giving. It's trust, trustworthy. It's kind. It's strong. It's unstoppable. It's relentless. It's freely given. It's gracious. It's perfect. Counterfeit love is self-seeking, self-serving, lustful, tempting, temporary, empty, weak, dividing, decaying, damaging. Which love does your life reflect? What love is seen in your outside relationships? What love is projected and shown and given in your marriage or with your family? Where ought we be? Man, may we be ones that even when the days are hard and we're tired and we don't know if we can do it, that we understand that love is not about us; it's about God's honor and giving grace to others. It's freely given, even to those that are against us. It's um, never stopping, never failing, always, always giving. And in doing so, God will be honored and blessed. We're about to go into time of invit- invitation, and the altar will be open. If you just need to pray, pray for friends or or family. You may be one that's just convicted going, you know what, this this God's love, I need to be like an expert on money, and I need to be an expert on on his love and I need to just to be in his word. I just need to make a commitment today to, to study his word and to grow in his word and to live out his word. Or maybe you go, you know what, I've not lived out my, the love that I've shown has been more selfish than selfless and uh, I, I, I need to um, ask forgiveness from my friend or from my spouse uh, or for even from my child. Uh, whatever it is, be obedient to God's call. Follow him wherever he leads. I'm going to pray, and then we'll, the altar will be open. If you'd like to pray, pray where you're at. I'll be down the front if you just want to talk, and uh, we'll continue. Dear God, we thank you so much for today. God, I thank you for the chance to be in your house to worship you. Lord, may your word be something that we are ever, ever gripped by. May we seek after you and trust you. May Lord Lord, may we we be a people who fight for real love, your love, and may we fight against love that is not of you. Thank you for for Jesus. Give us courage to follow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Won't you stand?